Um, Andre Dereta is now former ESCOM CEO. But he's now come under fire from various quarters for blowing the whistle, doing the right thing on detailing what we largely have known of gross corruption in the power utility. And that stretches from the conveyor belt of coal all the way to what Andre Dereta says is the upper echelons of the South African cabinet. He hasn't mentioned any names. But Pravin Gordon has admitted and said, yes, he is the government shareholder that interacts with the ESCOM CEO. And so that there had been a report of various discussions about corruption at ESCOM. But there are now some who say Andre Dereta should actually be charged. Well, if he knows about corruption, if he knows about names, if he knows about deals, then under anti-corruption laws, he, the onus is to report that. Musi Maimani is the founder, the leader of Bold One South Africa. Musi, you want... Um, you are one of those people who want uh, Andre Dereta to uh, be held accountable and, and name names. Uh, but aren't you simply just chasing the whistleblower here? We have a, a gross reputation in South Africa of blaming and victimizing whistleblowers in South Africa when we know that it is dangerous for whistleblowers to name names and to find themselves in the public spotlight. Good morning, Musi. Good morning, and uh, good morning to fellow South Africans. Um, I think it's a very important matter. These are citizens who, in my humble opinion, are committing treasonous acts at ESCOM. These are citizens who are making sure that for most people in this country, in fact, for all people in this country, are waking up every day without a constant uh, supply of energy. So all acts must be taken and I think this becomes a matter of criminality. So what I'm asking for Andre Dereta, and he can disclose it in a manner that um, protects him as an individual, he is compelled by law to disclose it to a police station. And secondly, the reason I went to open a case in Cape Town Central was because part of my commitment in our 10-point plan was always to say, I want to fight against corruption. Now, we can't be waiting for all of these press conferences by Minister Godan, by this one saying the sabotage and that. We need a thorough criminal investigation. So now that I've got a case number, I've got an investigating officer. Mr. Gareta did not claim anonymity. He went on national television to disclose part of what he knew. So in essence, what we are asking for is for him to give a full affidavit to the investigating officer, as should Mr. Godard. And ultimately, if this matter was reported to the president or to cabinet, he's equally compelled, as his, as his oath of office says, he will defend the Constitution and all related laws to have taken action. What we need now is what we thought state capture had finished. It clearly has not. It's continuing. And what Andre de Reiter is saying is that there are cabinet ministers involved. It must be treated with a level of criminal action that it requires. For anyone to sit on the sidelines and say, no, wait, wait, well, we can't tell the police because we're, uh, we're protecting this one or that one, would really be to fail the people of this country. M- Musi, this is just a simple yes or no answer. Do you believe 
the Protective Disclosures Act actually supports and protects whistleblowers, particularly when it comes to high state-level corruption in South Africa? I think it's written that way. And yes, in practice, it doesn't always work. But we have to work and strengthen it. That's what the president is committed to doing. That's what I'm committed to doing. And Mr. Derater will enjoy all the protection that he needs. The saying goes that if you really want to bury something, have a state a, 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 a commission of inquiry. If you really want to bury the truth, have a commission of inquiry. But we need to know what has happened and what is happening in ESCOM. Yes, a criminal investigation can happen before then. But do you think that there should be an open disclosure, commission of inquiry, some sort of um, interrogative judicial um, body to particularly look at corruption in ESCOM? We've now gone beyond commissions of inquiry because even the Zondo Commission of Inquiry has not yielded fruit. The president has not taken any action. In fact, many of the ministers cited in the Commission of Inquiry are still operating within his cabinet. What we need is, as, as we've asked for a criminal investigation, you will recall, in the case against President Zuma, when Nganda began, it was a number of senior officials who said, we've been asked to do things as upgrades here that we should not be doing. And we opened a public protector investigation, a criminal investigation. And yes, it took a long time. But President Zuma was held accountable and had to pay in court. We may discuss the quantum on another day. In this instance, we need to get down to the bottom of who the ministers who's committing these acts, which cabinet ministers are involved, what knowledge was being fed. And it is a criminal matter. It's not a commission matter. Corruption cannot be dealt with by commissions in this country. It must be dealt with criminally so that those who are seen to be corrupt must end up in jail. If people are stealing from us, they must follow. If anyone was stealing, they must end up in jail. That is the objective we've got to try and achieve here. Um, Musa, I'd just like to change tack. And I like your opinion. You, you are the, the leader of Bold One South Africa. You'll be contesting the 2024 uh, general elections. What we've seen happening in Tswani, the, the capital of South Africa over the last 24 hours, is that a member of a minority, minority party, uh, they, they're, I think that the, the, the 10th largest party in in uh, in the National Assembly, COPE. They have now a mayor of uh, Tswani. Our nation's capital, Murunwa uh, Makwela, is now mayor of, of Tswani. We have uh, Tapelo Ahmed. He is a um, a member of a one-seat party of, uh, of Al-Jama in the National Assembly. He is now mayor of the heartland of South Africa. If we're heading to a future of coalition government in South Africa, in all likelihood, if ANC tracks below 50%, do you think, think that there is a likelihood that if South Africa national politics goes to coalition government, that we actually may see a president of South Africa of a small, marginal, minority party. And I, and I, I wish you all the best for 2024. You could be the next president of South Africa if, if coalitions um, align that way. Your thoughts on that? Yeah. And Lester, when, I, when we asked nationally to have um, 
an electoral amendment bill, it was so that to ensure that everyone is always accountable to constituencies and actually we deliver a different system that's only proportional, that's not only proportional representative uh, in place. But in this instance, this is what we have. So I believe coalitions are the future. Part of the reason I tabled the 10-point plan was to say, let's agree on a plan. Because at this point in time, all of us as South Africans are obsessed about the who, but we are unclear about the what needs to be done. You and I today can't tell me what is the plan for the city of Tswane, what is the plan for the city of, of Johannesburg, because the coalition partners have failed to table before citizens the plan of action so that we know what to hold, whoever the mayor is, or in this instance, as we come to 2024, the plan I have laid out, how coalitions must work, and bringing South Africans, the best of all sides, together, is so as to deliver on that plan, so that citizens will know that regardless of what positions different people play, their lives will be secured. My concern about this issue in Swane is not even that the person comes from a one-party or whatever, is that they have no plan to table, so the budget will be dictated to by other people. Mm. It is unclear what is going to happen in the long run. And that, to me, if I was, as a resident even of Johannesburg and, and, and Cape Town, I worry that the lack of a plan means citizens are put on the second base. We mm. have to fight harder for a tabling of a plan at national government that says, here's a pathway forward, and then actors will follow it. The same as this cabinet reshuffle that's looming. What's the point of shuffling dead wood around without a plan? Because they're going to achieve the same outcomes regardless of where you put them. It is vital that we have a national plan that says, here's where we're going. And that's what BOSA is existing to do, to bring all these players together. Musi Maimani, he's the leader of BOSA, Bold One, South Africa. Two conversations on the table. One, Musi Maimani laying charges against Andre Dereta, a whistleblower. He says, you went on live TV, you went on national TV, you made allegations of gross corruption at the highest levels of our government. You now need to name names. I'd love your thoughts on that. And secondly, two of South Africa's most important metros, Tswane, now governed by a COPE mayor. They have two seats in the National Assembly. Johannesburg is, is as a mayor of only one seat in the National Assembly. If you're going to a future of coalition government... Could well mean that in South Africa after 2024, we could have a president from a minority party. It could be Musi Maimani, could be Bantu Ulamisa, it could be Hani Vedrix of Al Jama. Your thoughts on that? 021 446 